0: This episode is brought to you by my free five-day Book More Birthdays Challenge. If you're a business owner that books children's parties or events, whether you're a physical location or a mobile business, I want to help you create a rock-solid plan to book out your birthday calendar for 2022 and beyond in just five days beginning February 7th. So head to the show notes or episode description to join us now. First, we're going to audit our current strategies, crunch all the numbers, figure out how we could be better attracting our most ideal clients, you know, the ones who not only gladly and readily pay your full prices, but also who you love working with, and then create a plan to execute the strategy to book out our calendars and empower and excite our teams to be integral parts of the process. Join me for five days of value-packed information inside a closed, participant-only Facebook group beginning February 7th. Head to the show notes and join us now. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips Every weekday, that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. One of the most powerful yet often overlooked pages on your play space or party business website is your frequently asked questions page. A lot of times I'll see party businesses or play spaces give super straightforward answers here. And when they do that, they're overlooking why many people will come to seek out their frequently asked questions page in the first place because they're likely confused or have some sort of objection or hesitation about booking with you or visiting your space. If you're going to point people to a frequently asked questions page, I highly recommend taking the time to thoughtfully word your questions and your answer so that you're not just giving people information, but instead actually guiding them to a booking or a sale or a visit. So for example, one of our biggest complaints that we used to get was that we required socks only in the play area. So no shoes, no bare feet in that carpeted gated area. So at first on our frequently asked questions page, it just said, can I wear shoes in the play area? And my answer was simple and to the point because I did not want to leave any room for interpretation. And I mistakenly thought that the more clear and concise I was, the less people would complain or the less questions that people would have when they actually visited. I just said, this is what we do. Don't ask any questions. It simply said, for cleanliness reasons, we are a socks only play area. But This just left people feeling confused and frustrated, especially during the summer months, and especially if people had some type of medical condition that required them to wear shoes. So eventually, after I realized that my short and concise plan was not exactly working, I added to my answer why we wear a socks-only facility. So I basically said that because we focused on a lot of the younger children. So babies, crawlers, toddlers, early walkers that were often finding themselves sitting on the floor. I basically said, listen, we're in New York. There is snow a lot of times throughout the year and you don't want, you know, whether it's summer or winter, you don't want your child crawling around and picking up little yuckies off of the floor and just contaminating the play area. And this is an even easier sell to people. I think in the mid-post-pandemic era. But I basically said our entire reasoning behind the socks-only policy. And next I said why we prefer to be consistent all year round, because a lot of times people would say, oh, well, it's nice out. My feet are clean. My flip-flops are clean. They're brand new or something like that. And I would have to explain why it's beneficial for both us and the customers to have a consistent policy and, again, not really have any wiggle room, because we like to have You know, we like to enforce our policies on a very even keel. And next I would answer, you know, what if I have to use the bathroom? Because a lot of people get a little bit grossed out going from the play area with socks directly to our restrooms. So I would simply say, listen, we have, you know, slip on shoes that you can wear in the bathroom if you would rather not wear your socks in the bathroom. And they're conveniently located right outside of our bathroom door. So that kind of quashed that objection before they could even have it. And then I answered the question of what if you or your child cannot wear only socks? So if somebody has orthopedics or if somebody has a wheelchair or, you know, if somebody has some sort of medical device or a walker that would, you know, serve to contaminate the play area similar to how shoes would. I would say, you know, this is exactly how we solve that problem. We have shoe covers that are absolutely free. You don't need to pay for them if you have a medical condition that does not allow you or your child to take your shoes off. If you have a walker or wheels, then we invite you to use our free wipes to wipe down those devices or the wheelchair before entering the play area. Because a lot of people will literally, i sometimes I can't even believe how nasty people can be. They would point to a child playing in the wheelchair and say, well, that wheelchair is just, just as dirty as my shoes. And they just have no understanding or compassion sometimes. So again, just leading from a place of education and explaining How you enforce your policies fairly and the reasoning behind them can really go a long way. And then finally, I answer, what happens if you forget socks? And I always like to be very clear here and give pricing information. Say, this is the type of socks that we provide. Um, They're grippy. They're not grippy. This is the price they are. This is how you can purchase them. Because it will tell people, okay, if I don't bring socks, this is my exact consequence. And that leaves a lot less room for, again, interpretation and for people to question the policy or anything like that when they come in. Because, again, this was one of the things that we dealt with most often. So, like I said, I find that when you lead from a place of education, it helps people to not just accept your policies, but actually really appreciate them. And let me tell you, your team members will also appreciate a very well-designed and specific frequently asked questions page. And it would even be a good idea to not just have it on your website, but also to print one out and laminate it and have it readily available for your team to utilize. This can be a great tool to really empower maybe your younger or your less take charge employees to provide customers with the information they need in a non-confrontational way that Again, leads from a place of compassion and education because a lot of times, you know, we leave these 16, 17, 18 year old workers on the front lines. And like I said, a lot of these parents can be just downright nasty. And expecting these younger, impressionable, you know, teenagers to stand up to adults and hold firm on the policies is sometimes just out of line with reality. So I like to empower them with any of these tools that I can to make their job easier and to make them feel, like I said, more empowered and more confident in enforcing these policies. And then I always leave an additional contact information for either a manager or myself if they have any further complaints or questions about the policy, because unfortunately, a lot of times they will. Now, if you're feeling a little stuck about what questions you should include in your FAQ page, let me give you a little hint. A good place to start is to go back to episode four of this podcast. In episode four, we came up with our facility highlights and really decided what made each of us stand out and what we wanted people to know most about our facility. So, even if it isn't necessarily a frequent question that you get, and this is especially helpful if you're brand new and you haven't gotten a lot of questions yet, you can use your FAQ page to give information that people, it may move them closer to a sale that they didn't even know to ask. So these are, these are questions that they had no idea to even bring up. So for example, if you're like Tiffany, the owner of My Play Cafe in Kansas City, the one I just had the opportunity to visit, you can add a question on your FAQ page that says, do you have a full coffee and tea menu? And she could really use the space, and she does, to really describe how big of a priority this is for them, where they source their coffee, how much care they would put into creating it, all of the unique flavors that they have, and why having this full coffee and tea menu adds such value to the experience of not just an open play visit, but also a party. So we're doing a little bit of cross-selling here. For Christine, owner of Sweet Peas Play Cafe in Kokomo, Indiana, she can list the question, does your facility cater to homeschooling families? Because even if someone doesn't think to ask that question, she can use this space to highlight her special homeschool membership and all of the socialization and class opportunities that she so thoughtfully designed for exactly this type of family. If you're Alicia at Gentle Hands Play Space or Arlene at the Kaleidoscope Family Gym, you could use the FAQ space to highlight how your facility caters to children and adults with sensory needs or who have differing physical abilities. You can really showcase your inclusivity here and again, your business mission and priorities. If you're still feeling stuck or need some more inspiration, then go back to the exercise we did in episode 10, where we created email templates. You spent time on those thoughtful responses to questions you find yourself constantly asking or explaining to your staff. So this is your opportunity to repurpose that effort and save some time here by avoiding rework. And you may want to have an FAQ page or section for each revenue stream. So parties, memberships, open play, all that good stuff, either internally. So for your staff to use and to hand out or to give people or to reference if questions come up or customer facing. So on your booking page of your website, you can have a frequently asked questions page on your party page. You can have a frequently asked questions page on your membership purchasing page, anything like that. Or, like I said, even just have them readily available so that you can copy and paste or reference them very similar to your email templates. These tools, having them readily available and accessible to your team and to your customers can help you overcome common customer objections like people complaining about your party prices, people having a hard time choosing between membership options or open play packs, People weighing multiple options for parties. So maybe someone's deciding between your facility or another facility. This is really a good time to highlight what differentiates you. People with safety or comfort questions. So we're going to talk a lot on this podcast, and I have a YouTube video coming up tomorrow about food allergies and how to make your facility food allergy safe, because this is something that a lot of people will jump right to the Frequently Asked Questions page to learn more about. And then finally, you can educate people from out of town who are buying a membership or a gift for a loved one that maybe don't have the opportunity to stop in and ask your staff questions. One thing to always remember is that so often we as consumers try to talk ourselves out of buying something or visiting somewhere or just getting out of our comfort zone and trying out a new business. It's our job as business owners to not only just dole out information, but to walk someone through the entire customer journey and booking process. This will lead to better visits, a smoother check-in process, a happier team, and a more loyal customer base overall who are going to purchase from all of your different revenue streams. So your play of the day today is to audit your FAQ page and for every single question, ask yourself the following questions. Number one, have I thoroughly explained this answer and the reasoning behind it? Number two, have I hit all the highlights I wanted to to really showcase our business mission and priorities? Number three, are there any follow-up questions someone may have that I could proactively answer here? Number four, do I sound defensive in any way or am I actually leading with compassion and coming from a place of understanding and education? Because we don't wanna seem defensive, trust me. (laughs) And then finally, do I have any other places that I can point people to for additional resources? So for example, if someone's complaining about party prices, you might want to just give a little blurb, but then also say, here, check out these blogs where we really talk about the extra value that we provide above and beyond what other facilities do and just allow them to kind of explore and go down a rabbit hole if they choose to. And then lastly, have I made it clear how someone can follow up with any additional questions? So is there contact information for a manager or a phone number to call or anything like that? So really take some time on this today because, again, this is one of the most powerful yet overlooked places on a place-based or a party business website. So let's make the most of it. I'm going to link to my Play Cafe Academy fact sheet or frequently asked questions page in the show notes so you can get a little bit of a different perspective because I use these strategies to create that download, that PDF as well. But if you need any more help, visit the websites of one of the facilities I mentioned throughout this episode, or again, go back and really review your exercises for episodes four and ten. Thank you so much for listening today and don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a business friend if you really want to make my day. The best way you can show support for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. I appreciate it so much and it allows me to reach other play-based business owners and make sure they join this little podcast community with us because I truly believe we are better together. So dream big, make your play of the day and I will see you right back here tomorrow.